Well, hello, hello, my ambitious friends, and welcome to 2000 Books, where we bring you the most important actionable ideas from the world's greatest books for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm your host and former computer engineer turned entrepreneur, Manny Laya. Well, hello, everyone. Today, I am super excited, super excited to have Bob Rignaris. Did I get it right, Bob? Yeah, you did. Great. Awesome. 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 Thank you. Um, I have Bob Rignaris, the author of The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising. Oh, so good. Bob, I'm, I've been looking forward to this interview for a long time to talk to you about everything Facebook advertising. The book is phenomenal. There's so much. You guys just do A to Z of Facebook advertising in the book. Um, so you guys have done a great job. Anyone who's looking to get into advertising, you got to get yourself that book. Um, so with that, Bob, welcome. Thank you. What a great introduction. I love, yeah. I love, obviously, when people get the book, um, but I love more when people like can say, hey, I'm learning stuff from it. And that's, that's why you write a book, right? You, you want people to be inspired by it and you want them to be able to do something. So this is, this is a book I put 19 months of my life into, um, plus a bunch of years of training, right, uh, to, to be up to that. So I'm just so honored when people uh, can share those types of stories with me. So just it's great to talk with you and your audience today. Thank you, man. Um, so one of the things, uh, as I as we go through this interview, we're going to talk about different things. And I, I feel like there are multiple different questions. Uh, one of the attendees here, Marnie, uh, I was just on her like recording a podcast on her podcast and uh, she, she had a very interesting question. So I'm going to just start off with that because I know she has to run to another interview and she is in the dating, dating industry. Let me see. Let me see if I can bring her on here. Let me, let me get you on Marnie if you can. Okay. Here we go. Marnie, you're on. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hi, how are you? Hi, Marnie. Good to, good to meet you. You too. Um, okay, so I was. Thank you for letting me ask this question. I really appreciate this. Um, I uh, am spending about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars in ads right now. It's been going very well for the past year on both Facebook and Google. But recently, many of my ads on Google, specifically because they are about flirting and a program that I have called the F formula, very PG program, by the way, um, they are now getting tagged as adult content videos. So it's obviously, or it's drastically decreased the amount of people that I can show my content to. Do you know any workarounds for things like that? Or is that just the nature of the business and the nature of the game? Well, so are you getting the issues on Facebook and Google or just Google right now? Uh, well, we had the issue on Facebook and so we created um, an interstitial page. So we have uh, just a landing page that then goes to uh, my video sales letter. So that has helped drastically okay. so the ads can still run. So the ads specifically have issues on Google and YouTube. Okay. So, I mean, I can't sp- comment specifically on those two platforms because I'd spend very little time on, but what I'll say, the environment is that it's much more sensitive and has become more sensitive in the last year. Um, and the complications of talking to somebody to work through those because of COVID have been really cut because everybody's remote still. So it's been really difficult for people this year to get in touch with somebody that can like actually look at your account and verify what it is. Um, had you successfully like had any of your accounts reviewed and got in touch oh, with yeah. anybody? 
over and over and over again. Every time that it does get banned or taken down, there's a process of review, multiple people that we're talking to, and then it gets back up. So okay. Especially with Facebook. It will always get back up on Facebook. This is just okay. a new Google. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a lot of insight to Google because I don't, you know, I, I'm primarily on Facebook. Um, the, uh, the best thing that anyone could do is to, to have a rep. Now, I say that with a whole bunch of caveats, but at least you've got somebody you're talking to on the inside. Facebook has something called concierge support where mm-hmm. you can go through their chat and get it escalated. Um, I don't know if Google has the same thing, Marty, where you could mm-hmm. like talk with a front level person and get it escalated. But that, that's how I proceed on the Facebook side of things. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't ask your question directly. No, that's okay. I mean, the, okay. the truth is, is that there probably isn't a workaround, and okay. uh, my materials are not appropriate for children to be watching. So that's yeah. why those rules yeah. are in place. Well, part of our job as marketers is sometimes to find where the line is and go right up to that, especially right. if you're in a in a in a niche like this. So you know, as long as you're not crossing the line. Um, I, I, you know, you may just have to go through some hoops and hopefully your competitors aren't. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, thank yeah. you. That was, that was helpful. All right. Best, best of luck to you, Marty. Thank you. And thanks, Manny. Hey, thanks. Um, thanks for jumping on. Okay. So, um, Bob, uh, uh, first of all, uh, I wanted to talk about your, your time at Facebook, you literally went to Facebook headquarters and there's something very profound they said. There are quite a few things, but uh, I want you to tell us what were some of your key learnings at the Facebook headquarters as you were trying to learn about advertising, as you were trying to figure out what's going to work in yeah. Facebook advertising world right now. So there was, there was two kind of key career transformational shifts. So the first was this. Um, I had the opportunity... Uh, well, first, I'll tell you the reason I was there was it was in uh, September. So what Facebook does is they, they want to get their advertisers ready for holiday spending. So uh, I got invited there. I was working on a client called Boulder Bend Headbands, and uh, we had spent a significant amount of money with Facebook and had a lot of success. So I got to be in a room with like 100 other advertisers that I just kind of felt like they were just way above me because I recognized the brands and I'm like, what am I doing here? Um, but I was there and I took advantage, full advantage. So I had an opportunity to have a conversation with the head engineer, like the guy that was in charge of the programmers that were writing the interface that you and I deal with day in and day out that makes decisions about ads. And um, I had a couple of questions, but at the point uh, near the end of the conversation, he's like, look, and this is this is going on four years ago. He's like, there, there's really three things that affect the, the performance of your ads, okay? The first thing is targeting, okay? We can target better than you. The second thing is bidding. He goes, well, we can bid better than you. But the one thing that we can't do better than you is your creative. And and that was just really profound. And as, and as I've gone on, it, it's really become true is that, of your success as a Facebook advertiser is not all the switches and dials inside of the interface. It's your ad creative. So -hmm. that really pushed me to be much more cognizant as an advertiser that, yeah, I want to spend time targeting properly and setting up proper campaign structure and making sure of the right campaign objectives. But that's really now all controlled by the AI and it does a really, really efficient job at getting your ad seen. You know, you do that right. 
And then you match up with really great creative and you have a really good shot at having a winning, winning ad. So it, it really affected me from the standpoint of going, okay, what, what, when we're trying to do a really good job, we're trying to figure out what's the most important thing that I should pay attention to. And I think before that, I was so obsessed with targeting and things like that. I thought the secret was in, oh, I got to find a better audience. There's this secret hidden audience somewhere. It's the honey hole, right? Um, but that's not the case. You know, even if we sit here going into 2021, um, lookalike audiences are extremely powerful. Um, Facebook's modeling has become much more efficient, uh, much more targeted. So when you're in the market for something, like they know it and the advertisers know it and they create that marriage. So, you know, I don't spend a lot of time on that anymore. And their campaign objectives have become much more simplified. Like you literally tell Facebook what you want. Like if you want to get sales on your e-commerce site, ask them for purchased a purchase objective on a conversion campaign. Um, if you're trying to drive traffic to your site, uh, let's say you're an advertise, you know, you, you run your site on advertising, you need like the cheapest link clicks possible, you run a traffic campaign. Um, if you want to get a video scene, you run a video campaign. Like Facebook knows like that, you know, maybe I'm a reader and you're a watcher. They know that. So they know their users better than we could ever know them. So we, we ask Facebook for what we want. We allow them to target the best people for us. And then we just spend all our time working on that ad creative, right? And that's, mm. that's, that's really, really critical. Um, so, I mean, now, uh, now that we know 80% of our work, if we talk about the 80-20 rule here, 80% of results are going to come from the creative, let's say, right? Yeah. Let's talk about the creative because in the book, you talk about a lot of different areas in the creative. And I feel like so many aspects of marketing kind of are in that realm. So one of the things you talk about is storytelling. Yeah. And you could argue that storytelling is part of the creative in some way, shape or form, because we're getting their attention enough to get right. them to the next phase of their marketing journey. So let's talk about that. Under the umbrella of creative, I feel like storytelling might be one of the most important components to get attention, to get the click. So what do we need to do there? Story is, I think it's, it's fundamental to human existence. Um, stories are, have, stories have connected generations, right? There's stories within a family. Um, you know, some of the ancient texts are, are based on story. Um, story is what connects us. And I think we're hardwired to, to kind of lean in or tune in when we hear that. So, you know, everyone's favorite phrase as a child is once upon a time, right? Um, and if any of you seen Star Wars, right, uh, you know, once upon a time in a galaxy, you know, once upon a time long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away, it's like, okay, we're about to hear a story. Story is a natural way for us to convey something to another human. And I think one big area that marketers really miss the boat on is becoming good storytellers. You can sell a lot of product and sell a lot of services by being transactional and trying to just kind of overwhelm them with information and things like that. I, I, prefer, to, I prefer to view marketing as, as a process in which we're trying to find a match with the marketplace. And it puts it in a different light. I'm not trying to maximize sales out of a marketplace. I'm trying to maximize value. And I just, I just believe, based on my life experience, that a company 
or an individual, it doesn't matter, who has the ability to convey their value to the marketplace is the one that's going to win. Um, I really value when it, when a brand or a company is willing to kind of say like, this is what we do. This is why we do it. This is how we do it. And, and puts that into a story form. It's just, it just works really, really well with Facebook as a media. Um, this is not like a Google AdWords campaign. Um, I, I do a really kind of hopefully good job of describing the difference between Google and Facebook in terms of the way you market and way you advertise. Google is a problem-solving media. Uh, the Google interface is all based on the aspect of I want to ask a question and get an answer, okay? Facebook is an interruption mechanism. Um, people aren't there to be sold. People are there to look at pictures of family and friends and share information and argue about politics and religion, right? They're, they're having a life experience inside of Facebook. And, and here you and I come along with an ad trying to get them to buy our stuff. Well, how do you, how do you interrupt somebody, right, without becoming that, that unwelcome guest or a pest, right? Um, the, the so best thing that I, I want to I talk about the story of that girl, Amy, and the headband thing, right? Because yeah. you guys really helped them. Uh, and I think this is something I want to talk about for my business as well, because yeah. here at 2000 Books, we're a book summary business, and there are multiple other book summary businesses out there. And yeah. I don't want to be a personality-driven business, but as a or like, yeah, you may not want to be a personality-driven business, but you still got to tell the story. So, uh, tell me, like, tell us yeah. about that story, and let's talk. Let's talk about how can we? What's the best way? What's the most profound way to deliver the story? What are the fundamental, like, deep, deep ways to connect with the audience? Yeah. Well, it's it's a really good analogy, and yeah, I, I love telling the story. Um, most of us think that our businesses are ordinary that there's nothing really special about us. And in some cases, that's true. However, I think every business is run by, the, there's some personality. I don't care what kind of business it is. The business has a personality. And quite often, the people I end up working with are individuals that have a good story. Um, I tell the story in the book of a woman named Amy Krauss. Uh, she, she and I met, uh, her husband, JD, also, we, we, we met kind of serendipitously, but what, what happened before we met is Amy is a uh, middle-aged mom. She's got three kids, and she enjoys exercise. And what happened was she, she would love to work out, but she, she had wispy kind of hair. So she tried a bunch of different headbands. She'd, she'd want to wear headbands. And she found that they kept falling off her head. And by her own admission, she had a misshaped head, and you know her headbands flew off. Um, so what she did was she figured, well, um, there, there, there must be something I could do. So she went out and bought a bunch of different material and started creating headbands uh, at her kitchen table. Finally, she found kind of a material in, his, uh, in, a, in a way that worked and she started wearing them. Her friends in the gym were kind of like, hey, Amy, that's pretty cool. Like, can you make one for me? And she made some for her friends. And Amy and JD are entrepreneurial. And they said, well, this is kind of interesting. You know, maybe some other people would want to buy these. So they, they put them up for sale locally and people bought them. And they came to me and they're like, we think we could sell this thing. Um, and, you know, Facebook is really becoming a powerful media. Um, what do you think about selling them? And, and I said this, I said, well, okay, the headbands were 
slightly premium. They were $20, but essentially pretty cheap. And I, and I said this, Amy, um, people are going to knock you off. If you're successful, they're going to knock you off. Okay. But they can knock off your headbands. But if we do this right, they can't knock off your story. So here's what we did is, is we created uh, a very simple 30-second uh, video, which is essentially this. Hi, I'm Amy Krause. I'm a mom. I'm a CrossFitter. And I developed a headband that won't slip off my head. Okay? Um, that's just the, kind of the basic line. And, and what we ended up doing is we really leveraged Facebook for what it was. It was a way to build community. So we put an ad out and that was the ad. We ran millions and millions of impressions on that little video. But what it did was, is it attracted other people that were just like Amy. So guess who came in to buy Boulder Band headbands? It was moms. It was active moms. Um, Amy was not comfortable on camera, but she knew like, if I'm going to grow this brand, I have to be in front of the camera. So she would talk about her struggles as a mom. She would talk about her struggles as a wife. She would talk about her struggles um, running a business. And of course, then all the good things that come with that. And she attracted a lot of women who were just like her. And guess what? They bought a lot, a lot of headbands and they developed other products. And it got to the point where in 2014, 2015, it was an 8 million. It was an eight figure brand. Okay. And they won Shopify retailer of the year. Okay, and they got to have a dinner with Damon John and all those guys on uh, uh, that you see on TV. And that really taught me something. And it's something that I was fortunate to get to do with one of my first Facebook clients. And we've continued that along the way. Even if you are uncomfortable being in front of the camera, there needs to be some sort of person within the company that can be the face. People love to do business with people. Um, think of the biggest brands you know, um, Wendy's, Dave, okay? Um, Colonel Sanders from Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? Even though it's kind of a fictional character, he was a real person at, at one point. Um, there's a lot of examples. Lee Iacocca with Chrysler. Um, there's examples Yeah, Steve in Jobs and all these people. Steve Jobs, like Apple and Steve Jobs, right? So, so how do we, um, Bob, like what kind of stories do we tell? I mean, uh, how right. deep do we go in these stories? I'm telling, I'm selling book summaries, right? I'm right. selling s- summaries of the world's greatest business books, world's greatest personal development books, right. books like the ultimate guide to Facebook marketing or stuff like that. Right. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm I am selling a very, uh, you know, knowledge that you guys have created in some ways in a different right. kind of package. So I'm telling these stories of, or so far what I have done, and you can tell me whether I'm doing the right thing or not. What I tend to tell a lot of the stories are, this is what happened in our business. This is what I learned from this book. I applied that lesson and this was the result. And maybe you too can get those results if you go get the summaries of these books. Let's let's go deeper. Why did you Mm -hmm. start this business? Mm. I started this business because all the book summary businesses that were out there, they felt very uh, shallow and it felt like they were very uh, cut and dry generic as if someone with uh, someone just randomly wrote a script of abridging the book. It wasn't really uh, thought at a great level of detail. It wasn't really put together in a way that made it actionable, that made it fun. So we create video summaries, we create mind maps, and we make it so that it's 
more fun. Each idea is more actionable. And it's, I feel it's interactive because I feel like I'm talking to them um, as I'm describing the idea or something like that. And right now it's me doing all of that. And I'm of course concerned that that's not scalable. So I have a team <laughs> now of writers who do some of the work, but you know, all of this combined, like I did it because I did not like any of the existing book summaries out there. I thought they were really dry. And the girl who was just on this podcast a minute ago, who was on this, uh, you know, who was talking to us about it, uh, her name is Marnie. And she was just talking about exactly her experience with some other book summaries. And she's like, I hate their stuff because it's so cut and dry and boring. I, I can't just listen to someone just reading off of a script. So right. I want something much more engaging, something that tells a story, something. So that's why I created it. Or that's why I kind of went into that. The other side of it was I did it because I love learning, learning and growth. Like I love reading. I love learning. I love figuring out different nuances of life, growing myself. And I feel like books are one of the greatest medium. They have changed my life in many different ways. And uh, this, like I built this business so I could have the freedom to travel, to work from anywhere in the world and all of those things. I, it was one of the most, uh, one of the easiest decisions to make because I was passionate about learning. I was passionate about growing. So I left my career as a computer engineer where I was managing billion dollar cell phone projects, left it all to do this because this was more fun for me. All right. Beautiful. So I hope everybody listening, like kind of like captured that right now we'd want to tighten that up if we're going to do a video shoot and things like that. But (laughs) the core is this, is that, all these executive summaries exist, right? So you can go out and get a book report on, you know, good to great, mm-hmm. um, right? You can go and get a book report on Simon Sinek's book, you know, start mm-hmm. with why. Like, you can go do that, right? If you, mm-hmm. if you want a book report, that's fine. But do you want somebody that passionately reads business books, that has a team that puts, like, we actually read the books, we put a thought into them, we add value, right? We're adding value to it. And, you know, this exists because I love to read these books and I want to get these books in more people's hands. Like that essentially separates you from the rest of the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And you start with that at the top of funnel, right? You put an ad out that basically says this, hey, um, do you ever find that there are more business books out there that you want to read than you have time for? Well, here I am, right? Mm -hmm. I read every business book that comes out and I've got a team that puts a lot of thought into it, adds this value. And we are here to give you something more than a book report. Now, we're just working on the fly here, but that's the idea. You can run that as a video at the top of funnel on Facebook and get a whole bunch of people who are interested, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you just talked about Marnie, who we had a chance to talk to. Marnie's got a story. She's like, yeah, all those other um, book summary companies, it's just really dry. There's no thought. There's no personality, Right. Imagine having Marnie run it as an ad and, Mm -hmm. you know, Bob's running as an ad and Joe's running as an ad and Marcy's right now you've got more content. So what you're doing is you're actually just going out and you're using your content to call out to your marketplace and then you nurture them and draw them in. And then you, then you move them to a course, to a buying, a buying conversation, but you've hooked them first. You've created this rapport. Like somebody who comes to you, is, is not going to be somebody that's got to read one book. It's somebody who just wants to absorb as much business knowledge as possible. And your goal is to build a whole community of those folks, right? So I have to tell the story. I have to be the front 
person telling that story or telling different parts. Because one of the things you said in the book, which was very fascinating, was the more slices of your life you share or the more mm-hmm. slices behind the scenes you share, behind the scenes that kind of pertain to, yeah. I'm assuming that pertain to the, the more people get engaged with you, the more they're likely to buy yeah. or invest in, in you in the overall scheme yeah. of things. Well, just, just think, uh, just think as you build this community, right. You know, obviously we run Facebook ads to draw and build and and get customers. Right. But you have the type of business where you have customers that, that can keep buying from you over and over. So your, you know, your whole job is, Hey, I'm going to bring somebody in, but I know the lifetime value of somebody who's with me is going to be very great because people who read business books, right. Can't read them all. And they really, and if you're doing a great job of serving them. So, I mean, you could be putting out content all throughout the year going, Hey, I just picked up a book of the, I just picked up the ultimate guide to Facebook ads. Right. And, you know, I'm, I can't wait to dig into this thing. And then you can start to share, Oh man, in chapter 23, Bob talks about deep funnel marketing and it just blew my mind. And you could just kind of give him a little hook there. Or, you know, I, I picked up um, a book by, um, Perry Marshall, uh, 8020 Marketing. Right? In chapter three, like I had to sit down with this thing, right? Because it absolutely blew my mind. That That's what we're talking about. Um, you need, now I know a lot of people have utility type businesses and, 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 you know, transactional type businesses, but you got to find a human element to it. All right. You're going to have a much easier time being a, a Facebook ads uh, success story if you could really do that. Hmm. Yeah. So bringing more of the human element, telling more of our story, telling more of our personal stories to connect with the audience in order to uh, teach and to get them to buy and also tell our own person. Teach and inspire, right? I mean, people, people want to learn, but they also want to be inspired. Um, You know, especially, especially with just the stream of garbage that we have thrown it, like be, be a light in all that mess, right? That's what people want. And speaking of which, and we, we just started talking about telling the story, which is mostly the, the other part of the equation that you figured out, maybe on another trip or maybe on the same trip at Facebook, which was the, uh, which was the, I think uh, who it was their ad head who said, we are a video company. <laughs> yeah. So the president of Instagram gets up there and says, well, I just, I, I, I forget how she said it, but essentially it's like, we're a video company. All our initiatives starting next year are are going to be to prioritize video. So, man, that that struck me. Um, I, I literally went outside. I picked up the phone and called a friend of mine who is now my business partner and has been for five years. I'm like, we got to shift our focus. Um, Facebook is making a huge shift. And obviously, we know Facebook owns Instagram and Facebook. They're prioritizing video. And at that time, you know, people were obviously – pretty reliant on their cell phones. Now it's like, I mean, mobile devices is 95% of people's traffic. And what we know about it is that video is much easier to consume uh, on a mobile device than reading it. Um, The behavior of our audience has changed. And quite frankly, video has a number of advantages on the Facebook platform. Number one, Facebook prioritizes it, right? They remind you of when people are publishing videos, like they want you to consume video. Most of the stuff they're developing is related to video. Um, Facebook Live came out of that whole thing, right? Is they're encouraging people to broadcast. Um, The second thing is if you're an advertiser, 
Um, video is much more engaging and more engaging means lower cost. So you create a competitive advantage for yourself by running video as your ad versus a static ad. Um, I just keep finding over and over. It's not 100%. I, I don't want to lie to you, but in a majority of cases, video is going to outperform your static images. Yeah. Yeah. Video is just the new wave of, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? We started the conversation where we said 80% of your work, the 80, 20 of all of this is the creative, right? Yeah. But then if you think about the 80, 20 of inside of the creative, it's video, it's stories like those, yes. it's video story. If you want to call it yep. that, because that's the ultimate game. Yep. 100%. And, you know, in light of kind of the, the news right now, you know, Facebook and Apple are in a little bit of a war, Oof. right, publicly. And it's going to affect your ability as an advertiser for on-site stuff, okay? Um, this is another reason that I'm telling people to do video is anything that happens on the Facebook platform is not going away. So Facebook, you can still create what are called video custom audiences, right? Um, you're going to have trouble creating website custom audiences because of some yep. of the new privacy things, yep. but we can still create video custom audiences and, and track those people. So it's going to become even more important that you're, you're prioritizing video and doing things inside the Facebook platform to really kind of survive this privacy war that's going on. Yeah. I want to talk about that because that's, <laughs> I think it's coming up to, I think I just updated. I literally do not uh, self update my iOS uh, because I just want the computer phone to do it whenever. But today, right. like when, when it popped up, I was like, okay, let me update just to see what they do. So yeah. in iOS 14.3, they still didn't push it out to me. Maybe right. they're beta testing it right now, but the update that's coming up, which is scaring a lot of us Facebook marketers is that we're not going to be able to track uh, uh, clicks beyond what happens on the last Facebook click, right? Once right. they click on that learn more button and they go to our website, it's over, game over. Apple is not going to let us take that data at all out of that. And and we can't retarget, we can't remarket to our own list. Apple is just killing all of that as we know right now. App, and I've been, I, I read the terms of service of, of the game, of the developer side of the uh, um, app developers. And I'm like, the more I read it, the more I scared I got because it's like, Apple is like, you can't remarket. You can't even, <laughs> you, we do not want you to upload your list and target those audiences. It, it is scary stuff. Um, it is. And that means we're going to see a lot of generic, old, boring ads. We might see a lot more Coke ads and, you know, uh, Hyundai ads, which I'm sure I want to tear my hair out when I see those ads. But unfortunately, that's the world Apple is going to take us to. Um, well, I'm going to say this. I, I, there's definitely some things that are going to change our behavior as marketers. Um, I, I don't think if you talk to anyone as an individual, um, if you asked them like, oh, do you want to give up more privacy to Apple, Amazon, Google, and Facebook, or do you want to give up less? Everyone's going to say less, right? Yep. Like we just don't like people like tracking us. But from the other standpoint is, well, do you like a lot of untargeted ads and things like that? Um, the marketing side of things, right? We, we enjoy this. Um, it's made it really easy for us as marketers to be able to retarget folks and, and, you know, put folks in different buckets. And it really, you know, for a good advertiser, you, you could do some really effective targeting. Um, 
but it also helps out the lazy marketers, right? Is they, they essentially can kind of sit back and, and, and do the marketing without any effort. Well, I think we're going to be moving. I don't think we're stepping back in time. I mean, it's certainly going to feel like we're moving backwards, but really we got to picture it as we got to move forwards and think differently. Okay. Yes. We're going to lose some ability to do some tracking, but I, I genuinely believe that there's going to be some tools that will allow us to do it with a, a, a high enough de- degree of accuracy that we won't be affected in, in a great way. But we do need to be thinking about using the technology in a different way. I think we're all looking around going, wow, um, they were able to basically take our president off of social media, right? <laughs> and Amazon, so, you know, uh, he gets kicked off of Twitter, gets kicked off of Facebook, um, don't think he's been kicked off of YouTube yet, but um, they delisted like Google and, and Apple delisted an app uh, called Parler, Parler, right? Yeah. And then uh, Amazon, who hosts a bunch of websites, basically took down, you know, certain websites. Parler. So, yeah. right. Okay. So that's like, it's, it's both good if you're on that side, <laughs> on that side of the argument. It's scary if you're on the other side, but just know that you're at the mercy of a lot of these technologies. So we need to be, it's a wake up call for all of us, okay? We need to diversify our media that we advertise in. So I'm not here to say Facebook is the only thing that you wanna market on. No, I mean, we, we heard from, from Marnie, she's on Google, she's on Facebook, she's had issues with Facebook, but maybe while she's dealing with these issues on Facebook, her Google campaign's still running and vice versa. But we should be thinking about, we need to be, diversifying our media, but we also need to be diversifying and protecting ourselves for the customers and the prospects we get. So like the old days before retargeting made it really easy to track people. Well, now maybe we have to make a bigger emphasis again of, of getting an email address, okay? And, and getting in contact with people in a different way. So I've always been a, a big fan of saying, all right, I'm gonna move you from this media to this media. Um, the best thing we can collect is a physical e- uh, a physical address, all right? Um, you know, e- even if the mail is slow, it's still going to go, right? Um, we want to we want to have we want to have multiple ways to reach our customers, multiple ways to reach our prospects. So, this is going to be a scary thing if you're a lazy marketer. I, mm. I'm not going to pull punches. Like if you're, you're kind of doing lazy marketing, you're 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 not you're going to have a difficult time. All right, this is going to be a struggle. But if you're a, a, an ethical, hardworking, like, hey, I'm willing to go the extra mile to do this right, this is going to be a huge win for you mm. because there's going to be a lot of people that just throw up their hands and say, well, it doesn't work and they're going to go away. Well, good for you because mm. that's going to leave the spot open for you and me and everybody else who's willing to put a little extra work. Mm. Um, there's so, not going to be an easy solution to this, but there mm. will be solutions. And or like I, you, you know, guys as the experts who sue this, who you guys see this all the time. I mean, your agency is devoted to doing so much video advertising and overall advertising on Facebook ads. What do you see like as a result of this, as a result of our uh, reduced capability to retarget on Apple platform? I mean, Google is not going to do that. Google, I don't think ever wants to do that because that's going against their own business oh, model. But, but they already are because mm. the Chrome browser is, an app, is a Google product. Mm. And they're tightening the they're tightening the uh, privacy on that as well. Facebook's making all the 
Well, no, Google is. So oh, yeah, the same yeah. thing that Apple is doing on their Safari browser and their phone, mm-hmm. Google mm-hmm. will be doing in their in their Chrome browser and on Android devices. So Google's fine letting Facebook and Apple fight, but this is going to affect Google ad- advertisers as well. There's going to be changes there too. Ah, okay, that's interesting because Google's whole model is dependent on um, not, you know, it's not, I mean, they're not just dependent. They don't want privacy as the thing because they know if they bank on privacy, their their money right. is going to run, their well is going to run dry. But right. either ways, like, like I, we don't know how Google is going to play this out just yet. Like we don't know the precise details of it. Uh, hopefully not as draconian as what Apple is doing. <laughs> but right. but well, I mean, as marketers, we think it's draconian for other people. They're like, it's right. probably great. Um, right. um but I want to, I want to like think like, what are you guys thinking? What kind of marketing campaigns or front end products or product suites or what would, what are you guys preparing? Like, how are you guys preparing for what's coming right after, right now as a result of this iOS update? What kind of things you think will play better in this new age of marketing? So a couple kind of really basic things that Facebook is telling us to do and I'm doing and I agree with. Number one is to get your domain verified. All right. And I can't go into the details, obviously, on on the podcast, but it's all online for anyone who wants to look it up. Yeah. So through your business manager, get your domain verified that that helps make sure that they can match a domain to your account. Uh, The second thing is to upgrade the technology that you're using to do tracking. Um, most of us have used the Facebook Pixel in kind of the native way where we, we have a developer put it into our website. Um, the, you want to use something called the conversion API. Mm-hmm. Um, this allows the servers to talk a little bit more uh, efficiently. So uh, I happen to know that the, the, if you use WordPress, there is a, a brand new version of the WordPress plugin, the official Facebook Pixel. Um, get that plugin updated and reestablish your connection. Uh, if you're using something like Shopify, uh, HubSpot, and some of these other partners, they've already integrated that. So make sure that that connection is updated. Um, it's going to allow server-side tracking. It's going to it's going to alleviate some of these things. And then the third thing that you want to do is there's a setting in your uh, Facebook ad manager called advanced matching. Uh, you want to have that turned on and as many fields. So you know, when you fill out a form on a website, you know, name, address, phone number, email, uh, Facebook has the ability to take the information entered and match it with the user on their platform. Um, we, we notice about a 15% increase in, in tracking when we do that with advanced matching on. So you definitely want to have that. But then from a procedural standpoint, um, I think what we said is, you're not going to be affected on Facebook. So maybe we're going to be shifting more of our strategy to on Facebook or in Facebook. So um, I've always talked about video and the deep funnel marketing strategy I talked about works perfectly with video. They never have to leave the platform and you could do some of the, the nurturing, the prospecting, nurturing and closing that I talk about in the book. But there's also things like the instant experience and lead form ads. Those are all within the Facebook interface. So we're not really losing those things. But what we're doing with that, again, remember what I just talked about a few minutes ago. We're not going to totally keep everything inside the Facebook media. We're going to pull those things out. So when we're collecting, right, we're going after email addresses. We're going after physical mail addresses. We're pulling those out and moving them to another media. So we have a way to connect with our customers no matter what happens 
happens with any single media that we're advertising in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're talking about video and you talked a lot about it in the book. And I think some of your co-authors or some of the people you asked to contribute, they talked about it. So yeah. there was one I really liked, and I'm sure that's something you guys do at feed stories all the time, which is the circle, the story, the circle of stories, the how and the what. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about it? Do you remember all of those eight components? Cause of course I don't remember, but I would love to elucidate or talk about any of those components that you feel well, um, so th- th- it, it's a it's a tool that uh, my business partner Brandon and I built. It's called the Content Creation Matrix, and the reason we built the tool is that it solved the problem for somebody who says, "I don't know what to talk about." <laughs> um, I think the biggest the biggest barrier to content marketing is people run out of ideas, and this tool essentially creates an infinite amount of combinations of things that you could talk about. So it's very similar to if you think of, uh, of a journalist, uh, you know, there's a lot of what and how and why and where and who questions. But then we, we go a level deeper that actually talks about like, you know, all right, if we're going to go in the who section, you know, what can we talk about there? Um, so it really allows you not only just to create video, but create video and add copy at, at, with infinite possibilities and you never run out of ideas. I think we all get kind of siloed into this is the way we market, or this is the way we communicate with our audience. And this is a way to kind of break out of that. Um, Perry Marshall um, also has a great tool. It's called the Swiss army knife. Mm. Um, He's got 12 different blades that you can go into. So, you know, there's a lot of tools out there that help you kind of figure out, well, what am I going to say? When, I, when the camera's on, what I'm going to say in an ad, uh, we, we just kind of like just go down this path. And, you know, we talk about split testing. And that's one of the things that's funny. When I look at an account and I say, oh, we do a bunch of split testing. And you look at the landing page or the ads, like they're too similar, right? Like, what are you testing? When these, these two things are the same. You need to test things that are drastically different. Um, part, of our, part of our job as marketers is like, we need to find all these different conversations that are going to bring people in. And that's the idea behind that tool. Um, I don't remember what page it's on, but yeah, it, it's, it's in the video uh, section. I think it's chapter yeah. 12. And um, yeah, we, we, we unveiled that actually, it was funny. We unveiled that at a workshop we did in uh, 2019 and it was probably one of the most talked about things that we did. So I really appreciate it. Appreciate you bringing it up. And I may share that with Brandon, but I'm, I don't want to inflate his ego too much. <laughs> so so I want to like talk about some of the components of that wheel sure. that you guys talk about, like how to demonstrate, right? What to okay. demonstrate, how to demonstrate. So one of the things is how to edu- like you educate them, you entertain them, you the expectations, the emotional part of it, like how to demonstrate affection, how to demonstrate warmth or how to cultivate this, like, and then the other side of it is the what, like how, what to demonstrate, demonstrate your expertise, your experience, your evidence, your ease, like with those eight E's, you almost cover the entire gamut of the kind of stuff you could be creating stories slash videos about. Yeah. Um, you want me to share a, a picture of that real quick? Sure. If you could give me share uh, screen capability, I'll, I'll bring that up real fast. Or is this the one we're talking about here? Because I got it right it. here. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So, yeah, we 
we started with a with a large list of e words, and it was funny um, why we 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 had a bunch of list of words down, and majority of them started with e. So we really went like, let's go deep on e. But when you think of a story, you know, so your story is central to this. There's many different ways that you could tell your story. All right, and so let's think of okay, entertainment. Okay, how can we tell our story in an entertaining way? Well, um, the Harmon brothers are pretty famous for creating things like um, squatty potty videos, right? Uh, Dollar Shave Club. Those those use entertainment as a way to facilitate story. Um, we can go over to ease, like, all right, let's talk about our product or talk about the ways that we are easing somebody's life, right? And, you, mm-hmm. and then we have individual words there. So like, we have what satisfaction, serenity, calmness. Um, uh, I, I worked with a meditation client. Uh, they, they developed an app for meditation. And, you know, one of the blades that we used was, okay, you know, we made it easy, right? And serenity was kind of part of that. Like, you know, imagine sitting down with your cell phone instead of being um, distracted by it, it actually provides a serene environment. Right. So we use that as an ad to kind of bring people in and we promise that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, think of yourself if you're like a coach, um, you could talk about experience, right? You could talk about experience from your aspect of, you know, I have experience in Facebook advertising. Or we could tell the experience of one of, of one of my students who like had a transformation after reading my book or taking my course. Okay. That's how you're thinking about this. You don't want to just tell one side of the story. You want to be able to in, in, ingest these different types of emotions in different ways to tell a story. Right. So it's the what and the how, how we have this separated. Um, so, again, you know, the more ways that you could work your way around this wheel, the more I think the more complete and more full your advertising campaign is going to be. And it's yeah. going to really, you know, I, I think it's going to have a I big mean, th- boost. This is great because this is like the, uh, as I was looking at this tool, I was like, man, I could use it for a lot of our YouTube videos, for our podcast, for our mm-hmm. email marketing, even on sales pages, I I should be asking, what all are we covering? Like, yes. which part are we covering in our sales page? Like, are we demonstrating ease? Are we demonstrating uh, the expertise that we have, the experience that we have? Or the like, are we educating them enough to get them to buy? Like, yeah. and not only that, now we combine that sales page knowledge with what we do with our marketing, with our ads, with our email copy and all of those things. This is this is a great tool. Uh, I really applaud you guys for um, building, like really put it in a, such a simple fashion. So Well, I appreciate that. A lot of work went into that. Um, sometimes when you look at something, it seems so simple. You don't appreciate the work behind it. But like if it looks simple and it's usable, yeah. we've done our job. So I so yeah. appreciate you bringing that up. Absolutely, man. Like it takes a lot of thinking to come up with a framework that's simple. It's easy to put together that's complex, but simple is hard work. Yeah. I mean, as Eric, as Perry Marshall would say, because he's the master of really <laughs> <laughs> talking about that quite a bit. And uh, you guys did a great job here with this one. So I love it. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, I know we're getting close to the end of this uh, interview, Bob. We, we kind of barely just scratched the surface of advertising or Facebook advertising here. We talked about 
the 80-20, which is the creative, but then the 80-20 of the creative, which is storytelling and video. So I'm, I'm kind of happy that we covered quite some of the most important parts of it. Uh, for those of you who have not picked up the book yet, highly, highly recommend. I mean, just one section, like so many sections there, but just one section where I think it was Molly talking about how they manage their creatives, like how they go through the process of like, putting together the creatives and all this stuff that itself is worth way more than what you will ever pay for this book. Mm. Like, and there's so many golden nuggets all over the, all over the place. Brian Kurtz's uh, stuff, <laughs> RFM. Um, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Like, yeah. but this is like so much stuff in there. I could just talk about that enough. So I want to say thank you so much for writing this amazing book. And I want to tell all our listeners, if you are running ads, if you're ever interested in running ads, you got to get this book so you can start thinking at a more strategic level rather than just, oh, hey, let me just put up an ad and see what happens. Because you're going to spend hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to run ads. You might as well invest in learning how to do that in the first place. And this yeah. book is a worthy investment. We call that paying the stupid tax. Stupid <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Don't pay the stupid tax. Buy the book for 20 bucks and avoid the the $1,000 stupid tax. Absolutely. So, um, Bob, you want to take it away? Tell us where to find you. Tell us where to find the book. Tell us a little more about what you guys do, because I, uh, yeah. I, I think we didn't really touch on that part as much as we talked about the book. But I know you and your agency do some amazing work. So tell us about that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, I I I. I I'm talking to a lot of people about the book because I really believe that it's a good book. Um, And I'm getting a lot of validation from that. So when you put your heart and soul to something, you really want people to appreciate it. And, you know, it's really about seven, eight years of Facebook experience in the book and 22 plus years of direct marketing experience in the book. So, yeah, I mean, it's available at all the major retailers, certainly on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, I have a resource site set up. Um, It's called ultimatefb.com. And, you you know, you mentioned Molly Pittman and um, but like Brian Kurtz, on, on the website, I have I have an opt-in form, right? I'm a marketer. I'm going to ask for your email address, but I'm going to give you 10 interviews that I did with uh, people that contributed to the book. So uh, Ryan Dice is in the book. Jeff Walker's in the book. Um, and, you know, Brian Kurtz contributed. Uh, Brandon, who's my business partner, contributed there. There's a whole chapter on funnels by another one of my partners, David Nadler, uh, which is just amazing on its own. Um, so I interviewed these individuals and uh, just kind of like you and I are talking, I, I, I turned on the camera and had some conversations with some really smart folks. So um, I've got that available to people. There's 10 of those interviews. I think you'll enjoy those. And then uh, my company is feedstories.com, F-E-E-D, stories. Um, and it's really talking about stories in the feed, right? We're used to having Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook feeds. Um, so we, we created a video company out of that meeting at Facebook headquarters, all about creating videos that sell. So uh, we, we help people tell stories and stories are difficult for some people. We have a superpower to pull it out of your head and get it onto film. Um, so uh, our videos are not scripted, meaning we never ask you to memorize something and look uncomfortable. Scripts just make you sound like a robot. Uh, we have conversations with folks while the video is rolling and we create really compelling sales videos for you. Hey, so by the way, while you said ultimatefb.com, I was so intrigued. I went in there and I want to share the screen with people just to let them know that I'm oh, opted cool. in and I'm excited to dig into these interviews. As soon as you said 
you got all these interviews, all these people. I'm like, sign me yeah. up. I'm super excited. So I'm looking forward to watching these and learning from it. So guys, check out ultimatefb.com. Grab a copy of the book there for sure. And also check out uh, feedstories.com. Yeah. To If you are interested in really diving deep into getting your video marketing going. Um, Bob, thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure. It's been a joy. Yeah. What a great interview. Thank you for, uh, we went deep on some things. So it was fantastic. So, so appreciate everybody's attention and uh, your willingness to have me on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you.